Good morning. Welcome to Daily Rema with Johnson Julius. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord our God, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for this new month. Thank you for all you did last month as well. Dear God, be thou exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Our Lord our Maker, we return all glory, honor, and adoration to you for all the goodness and the blessings we have enjoyed. We thank you, Lord, be thou exalted. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the victories. Thank you for every good thing, Lord. Dear God, be thou exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, Lord, we come before the throne of grace, having nothing to hide. We confess our sins and iniquities before you. Dear God, please have mercy upon us and forgive us all of all our sins and iniquities in the mighty name of Jesus. My Lord and Maker, let the blood of Jesus atone for us and let the efficacy of the blood cleanse us, spirit, soul, and body from every form of filthiness, pollution, contaminations, and defilement of sins and iniquities in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Holy Spirit divine, this morning we apply for grace and capacity to please you in all our endeavors. Father, please lead us, guide us this very day. Direct our paths in the name of Jesus. This day, Lord, we commit all our undertakings to your able hands. Father, please bless and prosper every of our good undertakings that are not contrary to your will. In the name of Jesus. Keep us away from all forms of evils and temptations this very day. In the name of Jesus. By the end of today, let us have every reason to return all the glory, honor, and adoration back to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear God, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Fire. God bless you. Good morning once again. An happy new month to you all. I pray this month will be the month of mercy, favor, remembrance for good for each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Yeah. Join me in the book of Revelation chapter number one where we read yesterday. As we continue uh, to do the recap on the remaining three churches in uh, Asia Minor, the churches of the Asia Minor, three, the messages that the Christ, the owner of the church, sent to them. Yesterday, by God's special grace, we did recap on the first four, the first four churches by the grace of God, the one of Ephesus, and the church in the Sinaina, and the church of uh, uh, Pergamos. So, and finally, either yesterday, we stopped at the church that is at uh, Thyatira, by God's special grace. This morning, we are to start from the fifth one. And let's take our scripture 
from that chapter number one of Revelation, as we read from verse nine downward, from verse nine through to verse twenty, just like we did read yesterday. I am reading from the New King James Version of the Bible this morning. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island of was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the last day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and guided about the chest with a golden band in his hand. Okay, his head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged two -edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I felt as at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hills and of death. Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, lamp the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands, and the seven lampstands, which you saw, are the seven churches. Hallelujah. Amen. 
By God's special grace, we've known what the church stands for, the lampstands that he saw was the church, while the stars stands for the angel of the church. And the church in this context, as I have said severally, the church here is you and I. You and I are the church of God. We are the sanctuary where God resides this day. So therefore, this message is directly to each and every individual child of God. And the message of the church in Sardis, I also divided it to five when we took it originally. I talked about the condemnation, then the command and the warning, then the, the remnants and the promise. The Lord went straight to the problem of this church, the church of God in Sardis. When you read from verse 1 of that chapter number 3, the Bible says, And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, This thing says, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Can you see? This was the dead church. The church that was not alive any longer. Even though physically it seems as if they were prospering, everything seems to be okay. But spiritually, their state is nothing but saddened. There was nothing about them to be commended. The Lord has nothing to commend about this church. It was quite saddened. When they think that they, they, were, they, were, they were living, they were no longer in existence in the account of God. They were dead already. They were dead outrightly already. And the Lord have to lament that. What about us today? Many of us that think we are Christians. Only in the name are we Christians. Not in the act, not in the recent of it. Spiritually talking, we are not in existence. But physically, we are, we are living. In fact, many of us, we are, we are prospering. Many of us have flint of cars, expensive ones. We have big, big edifice. 
in expensive areas of the mega cities all over the world. We are enjoying influence and the affluence. But yet, spiritually, we are not in existence. Spiritually, we have no identity. And I'm telling you, this time we are, it's not the type, it's not the time for such life. It's not the time for such life. And the Lord gave this church some command that we, we looked at that day. Number one command is be watchful. When you start to read that verse 2, you can see it there. The Bible says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received the unheard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not wash, if you will not wash, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Hallelujah. Be watchful. The Bible is sending you a nine message that we should be sensitive. We should wake up from our spiritual slumber, uh, slumbering. We should wake up from our spiritual deadness. We should come back to life. We should come back, back to our senses. That is the first command. And the second command was for us to join forces with the remnant, the one that is about to die. We should not allow it to die. We should be supportive to them. Say, you have one, some that ready to die. Say, strengthen that that is ready to die, not to die again. So it is our responsibility. It's a command for you and I. That we should make sure we join forces for the, re the remnants. That they don't die. So we too also come back to life. The Lord also gave them another command. Say, remember. Remember what? Remember your missing link. Remember what, what has missing. Why are you not alive? You know, when we declare a man dead or a woman dead, Anytime there is no longer spirit in them. So why are they dead? Why this church is not alive? It's very simple. The spirit of the Lord is no longer living in them. The Holy Spirit is not there. Without Holy Spirit, everything we are doing is nothing but dead. The Bible talks, even when you read the Bible, without the divine inspiration of the spirit there, it's nothing but deadness. That is the reason why the Bible wants that letter killers. We just amass head knowledge. We just acquire head knowledge. That is the reason why you can see in, in, in universities, you see professors that teach Bible. The, professor, the professors that they, they teach Bible, they know Bible from cover to cover. But because they are not born again, they just carried head knowledge, head knowledge. They are not alive, they are dead. 
The same professor, despite being uh, uh, his knowledge in the Bible, is the same professor that is chasing the small, small guys to sleep with them in order to pass them. Can you see? Why? Because, because they are not born again. They are not alive spiritually. They are dead. The missing link is, 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 is not, uh, I mean, the, their missing link is not, is not there. The Holy Spirit is the missing link in this church. So, and the Bible is referring them to, they should remember how they receive. You can only receive the word of God. You can only hear and, you can only hear and receive the word of God through the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not hear the voice of God. What makes you alive to hear his voice is the spirit in you. That is the missing link. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you having fellowship with him? If not, you have to look for him. You have to seek him out. It's a matter of, 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 of urgency. For you and I not to die, come, come alive. Seek the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we should be filled. Instead of all to be filled and be intoxicated with alcohol, we should look for the Holy Spirit. We should be drunken of the Spirit. We should be drunken. We should be filled with the Spirit. We should be intoxicated with the Spirit of God. So it is time for you and I to look for how to fellowship with the Spirit. It is time for you and I to cry for infilling of the Spirit. And the Lord gave them command as well to hold fast. Hold what? Hold the word of God. Hold it. The word of God. The word that has the life of the Spirit in it. Hold it fast. Not just acquire ordinary head knowledge. Letter killers, like I've said before, hold fast to the word of God. And lastly, the Lord told them to repent. That is the only solution. The only solution is to repent. They should repent of their deadness. Repent of their negligence. Repent of everything. The Bible says, repent ye therefore in uh, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, verse 19. And be converted. Repent it therefore and be converted. So if you don't repent, there will be a problem. He said, I will come unannounced to you. You will not know the time I will come. May God have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. And uh, the number six church was a very fine church. The faithful church. That is the church in Philadelphia. The church the Lord could not keep his love for this church secret. He has to declare how much he loved them. That I love you and I will show it. They will know. Yes. Let's read uh, from verse 8. The Bible says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it, for you have a little strength. And you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews, and are not, but lie. 
Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Can you see? The Lord could not keep his love for this church secret because they were faithful in all of it. They were faithful. And the result of their faithfulness was the open door that the Lord gave to them. He gave them open doors. And uh, I want to actually talk about their qualities. That quality was what kept them, I mean, alive, was what ended them that open door. I told you when we were, I was talking about this, that the number one quality that, that this church have was they have little strength. The little strength. And I told you that is what matters most. That is what we needed. That little strength is what we needed for us to exercise little strength, even in the face of trial. For us to exercise little strength, even in the face of temptation, when nobody was there to watch over us, and we have access to sin, we have access to steal, we have access to fornicate, and nobody will know. As a married man, you have access to cheat on your wife, and no one will know it. As a married woman, you have access to cheat on your, on, on your husband, and nobody will know. As a married one, you have access to fornicate, which nobody will even query you. And yet, you exercise little strength, holding back from doing such. You have little strength. That is all we need. Exercising that little strength will keep us faithful. We make us faithful before the living God. Yes, making the word of God our priority, that is another strength. The Bible says, you have kept, uh, you kept my word. They kept the word of God. The word of God was their watchword. They were never black or behind in the word of God. They read and study their Bible all the times. They, they, they gained their strength. Always from the word of God. And that is what can strengthen us in the face of trial and temptations. The word of God is what can strengthen us. That is what can put the fear of God in us. That is what can come to us anytime there is an opportunity for us to sin or to go against the will of God. Anytime there is opportunity for us to do anything wrong. His word is what can keep us away from such. As well, they were faithful. They refused to deny his name. Even in the face of trial, in the face of temptation, they were resolute. They refused to deny. Even if it is to cost them their lives, they were ready to die. Instead of denying the name of Christ, like I have been telling you for a while now, for us to be prepared mentally and physically and spiritually. Let us be prepared. Be prepared. 
mentally, physically, spiritually for the worst. Anything can happen, even if the persecution of Christians started today openly and is worldwide declared with the backing of the United Nations that they should be, they should be punishing and they should be killing the, those who declare themselves to be Christians. Will you be able to stand? Will you not deny the name of Christ? Ask yourself these questions this morning. Can you withstand those trials and temptations not to, not to call the name of Jesus? Can you withstand it? Can you defile it just like Daniel did? After Daniel discovered that they've, they've, they've made a law and the Lord has been signed against him, then the Bible says he opened the windows of his room and he started to pray three times a day. Can we do that? When the law has been, pro, uh, 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 has been elated against us, when they are pro, when they are pronounced the 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 stand of the the stand of this of the of the nation that anyone that say is a Christian whosoever declared Jesus is Lord is going to go for it. Can you thereby stand? Can you not therefore stand out and declare that that Jesus is the way and the life? No man cometh to the Father except through Him. Will you be able? Will I be able? We need to prepare for this. This church was having all these qualities and you guess what? The Lord could not close his eyes against them. The Lord commended this very church. The church was faithful. Unto the end, they were faithful. And lastly, because of the time, let's talk about the last church. The last church is the church I said in different church or in different church or lukewarm church, which is the, the church in Laodicea. This very church was in horrible state as well. It was in a horrible state. I, I talk about this message under four uh, subheadings the problematic state of the church, the warning, the solution, and the promise. Let's talk about the problematic state of this church, which is found in verse 15 and verse 17. The Bible says, I know your works, that you are neither cold or hot, nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. Then verse 17 says, because you say, I am rich, <laughs> wow. Because you say, I am rich, I've become worthy, and uh, have, no, have need for nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Hallelujah. This is the deplorable state of this church. This one were boasting of physical wealth because they were prosperous economically. They were prosperous industrially because this city, Laodicea, was the, uh, um, was the prosperous, uh, 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 was the economical and industrial center, prosperous economical and industrial center of the day uh, Romans Empire. 
Can you see? And because of their economic prosperity now, they, 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 they forget the spiritual aspect. They were dead. They were dead spiritually. They were, they, they were, they were spiritually bankrupt. Can you see? Their economical prosperity has brought about spiritual bankruptcy upon them. And they use that physical status now to judge themselves. They, they, they have nothing to do about the spiritual life any longer. Any longer. They were boasting of wealth, physical wealth, not spiritual wealth. Meanwhile, in the record of heaven, oh, this church were nothing but lukewarm. They were lukewarm. They profess to be Christian, but not Christians. Yes, they were neither hot nor cold. They were neither pagan nor Christian. So, <clears throat> the Lord have to rebook them. They were spiritually poor. They were, they, they were poor. Spiritual poverty. That was their state. Spiritual blindness. Spiritual nakedness. Spiritual nakedness. Spiritual blindness. All these were their... <laughs> their situation. Can you see something? What about you today? What about you? As a child of God? Are you too not boasting of are you not boasting of your wealth? Is it not what you are boasting of? You are, so, you are so boastful of what you have achieved carnally, but spiritually you are nothing. You are nothing. And the Lord gave them solution as well. For that lukewarmness, they must be serious. They need to be serious. And for their, their spiritual poverty, they should come to him. He is the only one that can give them the true riches. For their spiritual blindness, the Lord told them to stop pretending. Yes, they should come to him. It is only through the word of, I mean, their spiritual nakedness. It, it told them to come to, so that they can be clothed. They should buy, they, they should get his own white garment. What does that mean? It is only through the righteousness of God, which is Christ. Christ is the righteousness of God. Now we can make it. Our own righteousness, the Bible says, all our own righteousness is nothing like filthy rags. They are filthy rags. So, it's enough of earlier than, 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 than thou attitude. Enough. We should come to true righteousness. We should come to the state, I mean, to, to Christ, to clothe us. Confess whom you are. Let's stop pretending. Let's stop pretending. Stop professing whom you are not. Let us stop living as a Christian outside. May why inwardly we know whom we are. Let us stop living double standard lifestyle. It is time for us to stop that. It is time. Come to the righteousness of God. And for spiritual blindness. Submission to Christ and his word is what can open our eyes. Nothing more. We should stop compromising. And lastly, the owner of the church was shot outside the church. Could you imagine that? 
This church, they are claimed to be church. They are not church. They are not Christian. Why? Because Christ is shut out of this church. That is the state of many of us today. We call ourselves Christian when we don't even know Christ. We don't have personal relationship with him. So verse 20, he has to lament. Behold, I am standing at the door outside. Knocking. I'm knocking. I'm standing at the door knocking. If anyone will hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and die with him and he with me. Can you see? The owner of the church is shot outside. Outside the cold. Outside. Outside. Is there outside. And yet we claim to be Christian when we don't even have him in us. He's not in us. There is, in, there is no way you can be a Christian without Christ. The name Christian is coined out of Christ. Can you see? Christ-like characters is what makes you a Christian. But when Christ is not found, you are Christless. Your state of life is Christlessness. Please, how can we claim? How can we claim to be Christian? And the only solution for Christlessness is intentional, deliberate invitation. Intentional invitation. If anyone will hear my voice and invite me in, open the door. We need to open the door of our hearts to Christ today. For us not to regret at the end of age, as a church, as an individual Christian, for us to make it, if righteous, I mean, if rapture should take place this morning, our righteousness must exceed that of ordinary pagans, that of uh, 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 religious people. Yes, our righteousness must exceed, and we must exceed self-righteousness. We must, we must cling to the righteousness of God, which is Christ. Christ must be at the center of our heart, at the center of our life. He must be enthroned supreme in our heart. Without Christ, we can't do it. We go nowhere. Without Christ, there is no hope for us. There will be crisis for us at the end of age. Let's bow down our head. Let's talk to God. This very morning, which one of these churches best describe your life? Own up to yourself. Stop pretending. You don't need to be a pretender. The, 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 the church of uh, Sadis, they were, they were pretending to be whom they were not. They were dead. And this was as well the last church of Laodic the Laodicean church. It's the same thing as well. This one were dead spiritually as well, but they don't know it. They were boasting of physical achievement. When the Bible warned us against the pride of life, the, can you see? The Bible warned us against the pride of life. And that was what they were boasting of. Can you see? The Bible says, it's the love of the, the, the earth. It's not the love of the Father. It's the love of the world. In the book of 1 John, that is what the Bible wanted against. Chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. And that was what this church in Laodicean were boasting of. They were boasting of their physical achievement. Let's talk to God this morning. Father, please have mercy on me. Here I am. This is my true state of life. I don't want to end up like this. I know if trumpets will sign this day, I go nowhere. So please help me. 
I invite you to my life. Jesus, take over my life. I surrender all to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 fire. I, 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 I advise you, please, spend more time praying to God. Spend more moments reading and studying these prophecies. Yes, talk to God concerning your state of life. Make sure you have a very hot relationship, a very good relationship. Not, don't be lukewarm. You cannot be lukewarm this time around. Oh, today you read your Bible and the next two weeks you, before you will carry it. No, it shouldn't be. Don't be a Sunday, Sunday medicine. The only Sunday you carry Bible, you go to church. No, even though if your work didn't permit you to attend weekly activities, you can still be in touch with the Holy Spirit. You can still be uh, uh, in contact with Holy Spirit at all times. You can have relationship with Him. Even in your workplace, you can still be in tone with God. That is the truth. That is the truth. It can work out. Make it work for you. Make it work. God bless you. Should you want to contact me for counseling prayer or you want to share your testimony with me, you can contact me through the email Johnson Julius at the table of God's grace dot org or through any of the lines plus two three three five six zero eight two four six five six or plus two three three five five two four eight two one eight one eight seven. Both numbers are on WhatsApp and the Telegram. You can reach out through any of the platforms. God bless you. I hereby recognize the presence of the wonderful people of God that are live on Casbos. God bless you for being there. I can see Madeline and I can see Miranda, Eric, Jonathan, Lorenzo, Robin, uh, Woods, Seth, and Sanchez. God bless all of you. And I pray your place in the kingdom will not be given out in the name of Jesus. Among those who first connected, I think Jonathan, you are the only one that left there. God bless you for being there. God bless all of you. Exploit this very wonderful day in all ramifications and make greater exploits for yourself and for the kingdom in the name of Jesus. My own name still remains Johnson Julius. See you tomorrow, God willing. God bless you.